It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Welcome to Beyond the Building. My name is Laura Pereno, and I'm with Debbie Kiever, and today we have a special guest with us. It's our second week on our new podcast series called Hold On, and as we have entered into September, we are so excited to have four special guests this month who all have stories of holding on to something that God has given them or encouraging other women or men around them to hold on to the stories that God has given them. And so today we have Marina Francis with us, and Marina has got a tremendous testimony. We're going to hear from her how God has moved in her life, how God continues to move in her life, and the way that he is working in and through her story. But Marina and I met at Calvary Assembly of God in Wilmington, Delaware. It's a church that she and I attend uh, when I'm in Delaware. And I attended a women's function after church one Sunday, and Marina was leading the teaching. And I'll tell you, Marina, I was truly um, just so blessed at the way that you shared so much scripture and wove it so beautifully into a powerful story that I know every single one of us who were at that luncheon uh, just left encouraged and challenged to be the women of God that we're called to be. So when that happened, I just remember thinking, we have got to do a podcast and we have got to have Marina on with us. Yeah, I praise God um, that you received so much out of the Bible study. And I want to give all the glory to our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, Isn't that the truth? Well, you guys have a backstory, but Marina, you and I apparently passed faces one day um, while we were both serving in the area of ministry, but I don't have a backstory on you. So this is my first time actually getting to even hear you speak too much about your life. So for the rest of the listeners who are not like Laura, who have a history with you, would you do me a favor and go ahead and share a little bit, maybe the backstory of who you are, your family, whatever information you'd like to share with us. Sure, absolutely. I would love to do that. Um, I was born in and raised in India, uh, in the southern part of India. Um, and I was raised in a traditional Christian family. And I really did not know Christ. I, neither did I have any personal relationship with Christ. I did not know the word of God, none of that. Uh, but by the grace of God, I was uh, born again uh, when I was 15 years old. And But even after that, it was a struggle. I did not know the word of God. I did not know how to trust God. I did not have anyone to lead me or guide me, uh, not much. And so um, it's been quite a journey. But in 2004, um, uh, I was engaged uh, to Jude. Uh, whom I knew that God was bringing into my life. And uh, he worked at Dallas, Texas at the time. So as soon as we got married, we moved and uh, we came to this nation. And even when when I was flying on the airplane uh, to this nation, God clearly put in my heart, he was bringing me to this nation for a a special purpose, a unique Mm -hmm. purpose. Uh, But I had uh, no clue what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But so it has been a journey of uh, spiritual maturity, I should say. Uh, 
but we moved to Delaware in 2006 of uh, September, and God brought us. He led us to Calvary Assembly of God, where I met Laura, and we've stayed there since uh, 2006. And it has been uh, since then. I would say a slow process of spiritual maturity mm. and teaching me who God is and how he works and uh, what's his nature, a lot of mistakes, a lot of falling down and getting up and on and on. But um, at that time, we could not have children. And, uh, and uh, we were believing God and holding on to him. Mm, amen. Yeah, his promises and really getting to know him as healer. Amen. To know his word as, uh, uh, as, uh, how uh, God has made available healing to us as part of his atonement. So he led us through that journey of understanding him as a healer and learning his word as a healer. And so, um, so we went through that journey for uh, seven years and praise God. Now he has blessed us with uh, two beautiful girls. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and, and, uh, in 2015, um, God began to really lead us in a journey of finding, following, and fulfilling His plan for our lives. It's this incredible desire that rose up in our in our hearts to do that. And so, once we got into that, it's about that time He led me to the Sunday breakfast mission, to the women's group. And whatever I would learn at home, I would share with the women. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. And I had a lot of junk from uh, from my past that had to be worked out of me before God could uh, stabilize me, use me. I was emotionally up and up and down. I did not. Uh, so I had to do a lot of holding on mm, mm. promises during that time. Amen. Amen. You know, I love the fact that you have stated a couple of times in your journey here how you had to hold on. And when you were holding on, you found him as, you know, a new layer of who he is was exposed to you. And so you found him a new way. You held on when you were desiring to have children. You found him as your healer. You held on in this season. You found him anew in that season, too. So that is that is really, really uh, tremendous. And I love the fact, well, first of all, I have to tell you, I also found Jesus when I was 15 years old. So when I hear someone found Jesus at 15, I kind of connect with that right there because that's such a foundational time in our lives. And it's it's a great time for us to make that commitment, you know, draw the line in the sand, say we're not going to cross over, and then really start that growth into our adult years. So I'm right there with you on that. And you also talked about the fact that... Uh, you knew God had a purpose for you when you were on the plane as you were coming over to a brand new land. I find that fascinating because I'm putting myself on that plane <laughs> and I'm thinking honestly, because I think about my journey and my faith walk with the Lord. Typically when God, and I'm, I'm going to use air quotes here, right? Puts me on the plane and sends me to a new place. I'm not doing it because I feel like I'm not trusting him for my purpose. I'm usually grieving the past that I've lost. That's how I operate. I know that, right? <laughs> but what a great thing to know as God is moving you forward, that he has a tremendous purpose for your life. 
and that he is going to bring you into something new in that place where you are headed. And so you end up in Delaware and you start teaching or talking at the Sunday breakfast mission. I can't imagine uh, what that was like. Did you start to feel like this is part of the purpose that God has brought me here? Uh, like I said earlier, I had a lot of junk from my past that God had to deal with me. So that was not necessarily a great time. So I wasn't even connecting the dots at mm. that time. But looking back, I think that's how it is with God many times. Uh, we don't realize God is working in our lives at the time he's working. But then looking back, we see that God has been there all along. And he Amen doing a mighty work in us amen but at that time I, I i i couldn't connect the dots i couldn't say that this was the purpose god was bringing me although i realized that he was molding me and shaping me for something i didn't know what that something was <laughs> you know so often we are waiting for god to move and our waiting time seems longer than we would like but in that time period got it like you're saying he's preparing our hearts, healing us from the past and preparing us for what's coming. And I, I have to ask you a question. You made a comment that you were unable to have children. So if you walk that journey of infertility or whatever your, I don't know what your story is. That's a big hold on right there where you're holding on to God in a season where you're longing for something, but you don't, you can't make that happen. You know, you can't make yourself get pregnant. So what happened that you were waiting for children? Because you did say that you have two beautiful girls. So something happened in there. Yes. So uh, even a year before our wedding, back in 2003, that's when God had begun a work uh, in me. He was, uh, but I did not realize that he was preparing me to bring me to this nation. But even during that time, God had laid it in my heart that uh, he would give us children, but it's not going to be soon. Mm. 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 While. Mm. So that kind of prepared me. Mm. So I was not really very surprised by the fact that uh, I couldn't conceive immediately. And of course, all our family in India, they want us to, to have children and uh, yeah. parents want to have grandkids. Yeah. All yeah. of that pressure is building. But uh, as for me, I, I had that assurance from God. Uh, it's amazing how a word from God or even an impression from God can give us peace. Amen. Um, Amen. Isn't that, it's so beautiful because when he gives us a word, that's what we hold on to, right? Because mm -hmm. he's always faithful to his word. We can hold on to his promises and then we can walk the uncertain road that it looks like. We can walk it with certainty because he is who he says he is. He's going to come through with what he says he's going to come through with. And we can do what we're called to do in the meantime. Um, so I just think that's awesome. Uh, but I should say that uh, we didn't do it perfectly. There were times when we struggled. I struggled with unbelief. I struggled with uh, doubt. Is this ever going to happen? Is God going to come through? Is his word going to prove true in my life? Yep. Um, all those questions were there. And there yep. were moments uh, of struggle as well. So I don't want anyone to think that I had the sweet, 
awesome <laughs> yep. uh, roller coaster journey. Beautiful <laughs> 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 kids. Yeah, I, yeah, I, amen. I think the key is when you are holding on to the promises, even you're holding on when you're believing and you're holding on when you're doubting, but you don't let go. You know, it's, it's the, the key is that your grip is still there on the word of God and his promises and, and the word he speaks to your heart too, needs to be confirmed with scripture. But then when he speaks to your heart, you know, those are what you're holding on. And, and actually we're all kind of celebrating that you didn't do it perfectly because, <laughs> because we, because we don't either. <laughs> we don't either. So, I just want to say that there's one thing I've learned through all of this is that my hold on him may not be always steady and constant, but his hold on me is Amen. and always constant. And I Amen. can that. Even during times when I struggle with doubt, even during times when I struggle with anxiety, I know his hold on me is steady. And I've learned to trust that and go on. Amen, Marina. That's where I could just like throw my hands up and say, Amen. Kind of just like I just did with that big amen. But it is so true. God always holds on to us even when we aren't holding on, you know, the way that we are, we are supposed to be holding on. I do find it interesting in your journey that God allowed you to go through that season of, of waiting for a child for such a long time and then to draw you into this purpose that he had for you here in this nation. Uh, there's such a connection here with what he allowed you to walk and then where he has led you. And I know you shared earlier about this uh, journey where he was digging some stuff up inside of you and, you know, bringing you from glory to glory into that next uh, image of the sun that he's, he takes us to, you know, you've been finding, following and fulfilling his plan for your life. Um, but he started to speak to your heart. He gave you a scripture. I know you share with me from the book of Proverbs and it kind of led you into that next, um, that next season or that place that he was leading you to. Uh, can you share that with our, our listeners? I think everybody would be really uh, encouraged by the way that God speaks through his word Absolutely. where we're supposed to be. Absolutely. So back in 2015 is what I, when I said, he began to lead us in a journey of uh, finding, following, and fulfilling his plan for our life. It's this incredible desire that rose up in us to do that. And as we were uh, seeking God passionately, uh, that's when I think in the towards the end of 2018, um, I was listening to this Bible study, and uh, it was on a book of Proverbs. And uh, when it came to Proverbs uh, 24, I was just arrested by, mm. by uh, that verse there. It says um, uh, in verse 11 and 12, it says, deliver those who are drawn toward death and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the heart consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render each man according to his deeds? Hmm. Now, I had read this verse before, but I never connected it to the issue of uh, abortion. I never did that before. But at that time, the person that was doing the Bible study explained it so well, and it became a revelation to me that uh, the people who are drawn to death today and who are led to a slaughter today are the unborn. And that's happening by the droves in this nation. 
And God's heart is breaking for that. It was like God was saying to me, my heart is breaking for that. Will you do something about it? And like I said wow. earlier, I wasn't connecting the dot at all at that time. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that, I, yeah, I'm going to fulfill my purpose. No, n- none of that. I just sensed the burden in the heart of God, and we realized that we need to do something uh, about it. And also there's another verse in Proverbs uh, 31.8. It says, open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth judge righteously and plead the cause of the poor and the needy so again i had read this verse before but i never connected it to the unborn and then once after that study i realized the speechless is the unborn yeah it could be applied to other things as well but in this case god was definitely showing me uh, up until then i did not realize that this was a huge issue in this nation So after that revelation, I began to uh, study and God began to show me some statistics of what's going on in this nation um, along those lines. And it just uh, basically moved me to action. Mm -hmm. And also there uh, led, uh, he led us to other verses as well in the Bible that shows how important, how God views life in the womb. So I would like to share some of that too. Absolutely. Uh, Jeremiah chapter one, verse four to five. Uh, Jeremiah says, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So that, that was a person in the womb and not yep. just a blob of tissue or something like that. Yep. Yep. It was a person. So it, he says it clearly. And then he says, before you were born, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Mm. While the child was still in the womb. That shows that even in the womb, God has plans and purposes uh, for that person growing in the womb. And then Galatians 1.15, Paul says, but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace. There it is again. It's not a blob of tissue that he separated. It's a person that he separated with a unique purpose and a destiny. And Amen. then of course, uh, Psalms 139, 13, and six, 13 to 16 beautifully say, um, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret, you skillfully wrought me in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And I love this. And in your book, they are all written the days that were fashioned for me. When as yet there were none of them. Amen. All the days of our life, every day of our life is all written in God's book. Even before they could take shape. And that was uh, so amazing as he led me through all of these verses. Amen. Amen. You know what I'm hearing as you were reading those scriptures, and I think this is encouraging uh, for all of us and for your story, is uh, when you were in your mother's womb, he had a purpose for you too, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you were on the plane on the way over, you were, you were born for a purpose. Now you're on the plane on the way over and he's starting to put inside of you. There's a purpose. I'm taking you to a new place. There's a purpose for you. And then you hear these passages. And I think this is just a great uh, 
way to remember how God works in our lives when he has a call on our hearts. You're on the plane, you're going to someplace new, and he's saying, I've got something for you. You're in a group and you hear these passages and he puts a burden on your heart and you still don't recognize that this burden is part of the call that he has for you. And and God is so good to just give us small pieces at a time, right? I've got something for you. Here's a burden on your heart. I'm going to open up the scripture and you're going to see truths, right? And then he's going to bring it all together to, well, interestingly, he's going to open a door, right? Which has to do with where you're headed on this story, but how God so beautifully uh, uncovers his, his will for us. And so there had to be a moment, you know, what was the light bulb moment for you when you kind of went, all right, uh, purpose, burden, uh, scriptures, I've dug into this. I've seen the proof. I know what's going on, what God says about life. I- I'm called for this. I'm going to, I'm going to pursue it. What, what was that moment? I don't think I had a moment like that. Okay. At the moment, like I said, I still wasn't connecting the dots and realizing that uh, I'm fulfilling my purpose. Yeah. Look at it that way at all. It's just, I saw it as, um, I almost had a fear that I would not fulfill his, I don't want to do anything that would, um hinder his plan for my life so i was like mm. ready to do anything so it is so i just stepped out into the unknown mm. into the unknown and yet what he was what he was going to start to literally open the door and i know you're going to be talking about your time at a door of hope but you can look back and see the breadcrumbs that yes. God has been leading you. And, and I think the scripture is the motivation. Absolutely. You know, like, why am I willing to stretch out of my comfort zone? Why am I willing to put myself out there? The motivation is because what God is taking you to, it's his passion, yes. you know, and, and he's the driving force behind this for you. So we'd love to hear you start to share about how did you get involved with Door of Hope? You know, how did you, uh, how did that door get opened for you? Because now we know why, why you're being called to this purpose and the scriptures behind it. Right. What is a Door of Hope, first of all? And how did you get connected? So the Door of Hope is a pregnancy center uh, that helps make, uh, that helps women who are pregnant make important decisions. Uh, they offer preventative service, like anything that we could do to prevent an abortion, uh, to help a woman who's, who may be facing a crisis pregnancy. All of that is done. And then intervention. Uh, we intervene in the uh, life of a pregnant woman and help them out in any way possible. And then we also offer post-abortion recovery and healing for a person who might have had uh, a previous abortion uh, in the past and uh, is carrying the hurts and the wounds of it Mm. uh, into the future. And actually along those lines, I would like to mention anyone who might be listening to the podcast, um, just because the Lord led me to an organization that stands up against life, if for some reason you had gone through an abortion in the past, if you had 
had done an abortion in the past, we don't, I don't want you to feel condemned at all and let this uh, actually push you back, but rather come running to the Lord because he, he, he has forgiveness for you. And he has given us this wonderful gift of repentance for us. And uh, God is all about fresh starts and new beginnings. Mm, and yep. he even use you to heal other women uh, who are going through that. So I don't, uh, just because the Lord led me to a, uh, an organization that stands up for life, uh, please, I do not want anyone to, who has done something like that in the past to feel condemned about it. But if you realize that, uh, just push towards the Lord because his plans for you is just, uh, uh, he, he has forever established his plans for us in the heavenlies is what his word says. So. Amen. You know, when, when you just shared that, uh, Jesus, right, is the door of hope for everyone. Absolutely. Regardless of what your past was or your present is or the, the crisis situation you find yourself in at the moment or the decisions you may have made in the past that you regret now, Jesus is the door for everyone and so of a hope for everyone. So I love that you shared that. I think that's really a an important piece here, especially when we're talking about uh, the call to life, right? We all want to, God has, has plans for those who may have gone that journey in the past to experience new and abundant life now, right? Because of what he did on the cross. So I love, love what you shared. The place that Marina and I actually uh, met very briefly was at the door of hope they have that they have bible studies for post-abortion like recovery bible study where it's very confidential you meet with a counselor and you work through a bible study together and then they this was this was my involvement there they held a memorial service for your baby because a lot of times when god starts bringing healing in your life you need some closure you know and they it was very tender. It was very small group. It was the women who were in the Bible study led by the counselor and some staff there at Door of Hope. Um, I came in as a pastor to kind of lead uh, some of the sharing and the prayer time. And I got to tell you, this was an incredible experience to be part of. And one of the things that really struck me is how deeply the Heavenly Father loves not only these unborn babies, but loves the moms, loves the mamas who never got to hold their babies. And, and it's the same love. It's the same amount of love. You're not second class if you have walked through uh, an abortion. And so I saw the tenderness of a heavenly father comforting hearts of these women who where God was putting their lives back together. And he was he was encouraging them you hold on to life mm. you know he's the life he's the life and restoring doesn't change what happened in the past but it can certainly impact how you live going forward knowing that you're forgiven and knowing that you're deeply loved uh, that made it that made an incredible impression on me marina just that time those two visits uh to the door of hope for those kind of uh, services i know that i came away changed this is not just about, you know, the women who are coming to the Door of Hope facility. It's anybody who's stepping foot in there is coming out very, very different. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You know, I, I, I hear your story and I think about uh, our journeys and God was putting you in position to live out this tremendous purpose that he had crafted you for, you know, uh, before, before you were in your mother's womb, he knew where you were headed. Um, 
were there moments uh, as he was putting you in position and as you were at the door of hope and thinking about getting involved where you were kind of um, maybe a little nervous or scared or maybe like me, I have said um, no or not yet to God multiple times. Were there? I think we can all kind of relate to that. So is there a moment where you were feeling that and how did you overcome that? Absolutely. Because uh, uh, thank you for actually asking that question because um, uh, yes, absolutely. There were so many moments when uh, I had to uh, step out by faith, literally, mm. because there was nothing in me that was, um, or nothing in my past that I had no past experience of counseling one-on-one with anyone. Um, I was very aware of my own weaknesses, uh, fear. I had to fight some fear. Um, I think what I've learned looking back that God is always uh, calling us into the unknown. But for us, as uh, women of God, we like to sit in the comfort zone mm-hmm. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And, sure. and uh, actually, my girls and I, we take a walk uh, through our neighborhood in the morning, sometimes in the summer. And there's actually in the front yard of our neighbor, a beautiful, beautiful apple tree that we stop and actually talk about it. It's, it has so many apples hanging out of it. But I noticed that all of those apples, they were hanging like towards the edge of the branch. There was, there was no apple, there was no fruit close to the trunk. And I'm pretty sure that's the same with any fruit tree. And that's the same for us. Hmm. It's where we bear the maximum fruit is when we are trusting God so, and we've gone so far that if God doesn't come through, we are done for. Amen. Mm, wow. <laughs> Amen. That is a good word. Wow. 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 That's encouraging because I know that we all face those questions as we're going through our journeys together. So that, that's a great, great analogy there. And that brings me to uh, your girls. Because one thing I, I've seen about your girls, uh, and I, I see it on Facebook when they're in the children's ministry, uh, your girls know the word of God. And that is evidenced because their mom and their dad know the word of God. And I just appreciate the way your girls quote scripture and the way that they follow Jesus. But let's go back to the fact that, uh, you know, you waited for such a long time for your children. And now God has put you in position to uh, fulfill your purpose in this area of helping other people, right? Find healing and and protecting life as God has told us to do. Um, what kind of, uh, and, and then your work at the Sunday Breakfast Mission. I mean, what kind of lessons do you think your kids have taken away from all of this? Because watching what you're doing, and, and obviously they're following a, a tremendous role model here because you're following Jesus. But what do you see, um, what's the impact on your girls' walk with the Lord, relationship with other people, uh, because of the way that you are, you know, serving the Lord? Well, they're seeing literally this walk of faith lived out before them. And very early on uh, in our marriage, and even after I had kids, God laid it in my heart that the thing that's going to impact your kids the most is how you live before them and not what you preach to them or teach to them, which I have a tendency Mm -hmm. to do because I have a teaching gift and I like to teach and preach. And God is like, you don't have to do any of that. 
just live out before them and so yeah. i so every time we go there they're always there helping me out in some way shape or form they're they're carrying the guitar they're carrying uh, my bag with my notes and my bible and everything and then mm. with the sound system they're always trying to bring the mics and the yeah <laughs> set up and the yeah everything yes and they're seeing we take some stuff out there material stuff and we have them uh, give it to the women there so they're seeing the need around them they're mm -hmm. seeing how blessed they are uh, to be able to be in a place where we could minister to them uh, to their physical needs spiritual needs material needs uh, they are in a place where uh, they're seeing the importance of why it's important to share the love of christ with people around them so I am sure that they're going to take that uh, to their entire life. It's going to stick with them for their entire life. Amen. So let me just clarify, you're bringing your daughters to the Sunday breakfast mission for a ministry, right? Not to the door of hope. How old are your girls? Uh, they are, my oldest is just about to turn 10. Okay. My youngest is eight. So what exactly are you doing at the Sunday breakfast? You said you're talking about a guitar and your supplies. And what exactly are you doing there as a form of ministry? And what, besides carrying some things, are the girls doing any part of it with you? Or are they just at that age where they're just watching and helping carry things? Well, the Sunday breakfast mission is an outreach of Calvary, AG. And uh, so... Uh, we have been reaching out to the women's group specifically at the center. Okay, okay. So I do preach and teach at the women's group once mm -hmm. a month. Awesome. There. Yeah. And then we do, as the women's ministry at Calvary, we do collect uh, material stuff because mm -hmm. we can give the word sometimes when people are hurting so badly. That's right. Uh, physically and financially. That's so right. Do collect uh, material stuff, anything that uh, they might need, and we do take those as well mm -hmm. with us and distribute them as well at the Sunday breakfast mission. So, so my girls are involved, and I make them pack the stuff and put them in bags and do all of that. And then I do. Uh, we did have a worship leader before, but unfortunately, he was sick. So that's another thing. The Lord opened up to me how to play the guitar and <laughs> I did not know why he was doing that. Wow. I did not realize that. But a year later, uh, our worship leader became sick and I began playing the guitar and doing wow. there and, uh, and then sharing the word there as well. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, as a former um, children's pastor, I taught kids for many, many, many years. Um, I just want to say thank you for doing that with your girls, for not just having them stay home while mom went off to be in ministry. I mean, it's, you're right. They are good. They may not remember some of the teaching that you think they should be listening to from you, but they're watching, they're watching the kind of love and they are going to grow up to be adults who have the same compassion and care. And, and they actually see what love looks like with legs on it. You know, so I think you're you're making a lifelong impact on those kids, even if you can't see the specific seeds being planted quite yet. Uh, you're doing a, a 
you're just doing an amazing job. But I want to ask you a question. Um, as we start to wrap up this podcast, we love to ask you what takeaway, what word of encouragement could you leave with our listeners who are struggling to just hold on, whether it's hold on uh, to life because they are in a, a, a challenging place with a pregnancy or post-abortively or struggling to hold on because I feel like a lot of the doors are shutting, you know, and they're, they're finding their finances or resources, um, you know, like not, not feeling very plentiful at the time or perhaps somebody too who is trying to hold on to God, you are stirring something in me, but you haven't told me what it is yet. You know, and I need to just keep my eyes on you while I patiently wait. So you've covered so many fascinating topics that honestly could be a lot of it podcasts on their own. What would be some of your biggest takeaways from today that you want your listeners to go ahead and hold on to? The biggest takeaway I would love for listeners to hold on to or take away would be the the effortless change that the word of God can produce in a person. Because that is the only key thing that has enabled me to overcome the past and being able to hold on, so to speak, to the promises of God. The Bible says uh, very clearly in the book of Peter, it says, uh, we are born of the incorruptible seed of the living and abiding word of the living God. So right before 2015, and uh, sorry, before 2019, when I went to the door of hope, he had led me on a journey of knowing who I am in Christ. Huh. And, and little did I realize that all that time put into the word is what equips you to be able to do what God is calling you to do. Because uh, no matter who you are, whatever God is calling you to do, I can guarantee is way, way, way beyond you. Mm -hmm. If it is something that you can accomplish in your own strength and your own ability, it's probably not God. Mm -hmm. Because if God is going to lead you, it is going to require us to hold on to him. Mm -hmm. Amen. It is going to require us to hug up really close to him because if he doesn't get it done through us, it's not going to get done. And I have learned for many, many years, uh, I used to live a defeated life. At that time, I used to think that the Christian life is me trying to live for God. But now I've realized it's not me trying to live for God. I can't do it. I don't have the capacity even to do that. It is letting Christ live through me. Amen. It's the word of God. It's the time spent in the word of God that transforms us. And many times, uh, I remember at one point in that journey, God asked me to shut down that uh, the television and watching television. And uh, because I was trying to believe him for healing and, uh, and healing from my past and things like that, he, he asked me to shut down the television and even the commercials because uh, there are so many things that are pumped into our television today, thought patterns that are contrary to the word of God. And without our realizing it, we have adopted those thought patterns 
And then we wonder why it's so hard to hold on to God's promises and mm. why it's so hard to believe God and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And so he led me to just shut down. And to this day, even the commercials, I have to shut them down because it takes effort to hold on to God. It takes some spiritual effort. It's not an always an easy thing to hold on to God because God's word, many times it might be contrary to what people are saying about you, people are thinking about you, or what your own mind might be saying about you and about your future. And so it's so vital that we just soak our minds in the word of God. And as Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, be constantly renewed Amen. In, the, in, the, in your mind so that you may prove what is the a good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Amen. So constant renewal of our mind needs to be happening all the time. Amen. All the time. And without that, we're not going to be able to hold on to his promises on our own. Amen. Amen. Marina, I wish that uh, this wasn't an, just an audio podcast. I wish this was a video podcast because I am a head nodder. And I'm watching myself on this <laughs> Zoom that we are on, and I have been nodding my head for the entire time. I couldn't agree with you more, and I feel like I am leaving this uh, podcast space at this moment encouraged, and my faith has been built. And I believe it's because of the the truth of the Word of God you have spoken this morning. It has encouraged my soul. It has built my faith, and I know I'm not the only one. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you for sharing your journey with us uh thank you for uh you know just being real and raw about the fact that we don't do it right all the time but god accomplishes his purposes through us and uses us for uh, a season and a purpose that is bigger like you just said than we could ever uh ask or imagine i'm so grateful for that yes and his plans for our life might change for different seasons this is true uh he might have led me to this place for a season and That's right. You might lead me to do something else for another season. That's right. That's so right. Just a matter of being sensitive to uh, what he is leading you to do at that particular season of your life. He may continue the same thing uh, for a lifetime, or it might not be a lifetime thing. It might be something seasonal. Yep, that's a that's a good word. That's a good word. When God says go, you just go, right? Wherever it is he's taking you and he's going to provide, he's going to equip uh, for the places that he leads you to. If you'd like to find out more about A Door of Hope or Sunday Breakfast Mission, you can email Debbie or myself at beyondwomensconference at gmail.com, or you can do a quick Google search for Door of Hope in Wilmington or Middletown, Delaware, or Sunday Breakfast Mission also in Wilmington, Delaware. But for now, we really just want to thank you, Marina. Thanks for being with us. It has been a joy to have you here today. Thank you so much, uh, Laura, and thank you so much, Debbie, for having me here. It's been truly a privilege uh, and a God-given opportunity to share what he has done in in me. And I'm believing and praying that uh, this message and whatever has been shared has stirred up our listeners and uh, it's going to produce a harvest in their lives. I'm sure it will. Amen. Praise God. So thanks for being a part of today. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time as we continue our series on Hold On. Have a great week and we will see you next time. God bless you. God bless you guys. 
We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that He has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.